Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are talking about the topic of restoration. And uh, what does restoration feel like? And I know that may sound like a weird question, but, but honestly, what does it feel like? If restoration is a big part of our story, what does it feel like to us spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, all the different things that it can be? And so we're just going to jump right in it. And so none of you put a microphone in front of you. So that really lets me pick. Unless I wouldn't want to put a microphone in front of them on... Um, what does restoration feel like? And since it's not in front of anyone right now, and I'll let you guys think for a minute, I'll go ahead and I'll share one. Um, and I probably talked a little bit about it last week. But, uh, you know, part of my story after my divorce, I um, thought I took some time to heal and didn't really take enough time to heal and didn't really heal deep enough and, and started entering into dating. And uh, just was a series of... Um, misadventures you know just it was not good for my heart in a lot of ways it was not good for some other people's hearts in me dating them you know honestly and uh and so I just kind of shut down you know for a while and went into a season of it and this last boot camp um through some people speaking to me which I talked about last week and um our prayer and God just really opened my heart to help me understand that you know, as I talked last week, I was taking on too much of uh, responsibility in certain situations. I, I had done that in my marriage. I had done that in relationships and helped me just kind of see you know, what is the part that I need to own and what came from that. Because where, where the power was in that was the, the part that wasn't mine, that the enemy was making me feel like was mine, was shame. Right, because I didn't own it, I couldn't really get forgiveness from it because it was not mine to be forgiven of. I don't know if that's making any sense, and so it's just this big shame cycle that would set there. And so once he broke the shame cycle, yeah, I still have to repent of my own parts of the th- the, the situations, the parts of my marriage that I didn't step in when I needed to, or if I wasn't the husband I needed to be, I need to own those and learn from them. But I don't need to take on more than what's mine because that's what the enemy wants me to do you know, to, to take the whole hook and, and go, right? And so once that shame was broken, I've really just been in a very, very good place, you know, and part of it, uh, Nikita had told me, you know, make sure you submit yourself to God every day, you know, and I should have been doing that forever now, and I've been doing that almost every day. You know, I, I've forgotten a couple of days and, and tried to do it when I remember, but it's helping me hold on to the truth because I know that that other stuff isn't true, Right, I don't own that. Other people may own it or the enemy owns it. I don't know. But the, the restoration I feel physically I don't feel a uh, physically I don't feel a cloud on 
on me anymore. You know, what's a cartoon character, Robbie? You may remember. The one that walked around with the dust cloud. Does anyone know who it was? Pigpen. Pigpen, yeah. And there was another one, too. Eeyore does. Eeyore, yeah. You know, and I kind of walked around feeling that way, you know, just feeling this presence on, on me. Right? And physically, it just felt very heavy. And so physically, that feels a lot better. Now I still have trouble with my ankle, and I still have trouble with the other stuff physically. That's not gone, but I'm just talking, I feel like a weight's been lifted from me, you know, and it goes back to that scripture, you know, my yoke is light, right? And it just shows me I was taking on someone else's yoke, the enemy's yoke, through that. And emotionally, I felt so much better. Um, Spiritually, you know, just felt so much closer to God. You know, all those places have been touched in that, and it was just a few little minutes at boot camp that broke a cycle that's been going on for more years than I know. You know, I, I don't even know how far back it goes that I took on things that weren't mine as relationships didn't work out. Right? And and that's not pushing away the things that aren't mine like I talked about before. I got to own those. But helping me understand the difference and, and that's where the freedom came and I want to live in that freedom. I'm looking very forward to moving into relationship in a very healthy way. I've never felt as good moving towards a relationship ever. Because you know, God's been working on me and not looking for validation there and also not owning what's not mine. So that's enough about me. But that's kind of what I've been feeling you know, the way. And so here's a clip that I have. This is my clip. So when we were thinking of clips, that's the only clip that, well, it's one of the two clips that came to mind was, you know, the, this this freedom. My heart just feels free in a lot of ways. Now, I still have a lot of other ways I'm being attacked, right? There's so many other sides of, of life that's still coming at me. and But I, if I can hold on to this one, you know, those have less of an impact. Not that they can't be devastating. They just have less of an impact because my heart's in a good place. Anyone else want to go next? Harold, would you like to go next? First, I'll talk about physical restoration. Mm -hmm. I had knee surgery, developed a blood clot. They put me on Xarelto, and for about three months, I could not sleep. I had terrible insomnia. The restoration was getting off of the Xarelto and getting back to where I could sleep at night. Then the Emotional, after my sweetheart and I got engaged and I was no longer going to be trying to be a fighter pilot in the Navy, I joined the Alabama Air National Guard and I went off for eight weeks to basic training. When I got back off that plane after eight weeks and I saw her, I didn't need an airplane. I was in the air. The spiritual thing to me, when when I have failed most miserably. God and I are on opposite sides of the Grand Canyon. And when I get right, we're sitting together on the front porch swing, having a talk. And that's what restoration is to me, spiritually. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? There's four more of you. I'm looking right at all of you at once. I'm, it's making my eyes hurt, but I can do it. Robbie? Well, as you may know, my word for the year, you know, was to engage, which 
interestingly, God took me on quite the adventure <laughs> in that word, and that he had me start to memorize Psalms, and which is actually ingesting the word of God to where you have it at your disposal all the time. And um, specifically the 119th Psalm, which is really, from some people's standpoint, the ultimate psalm on spiritual warfare. So you're, you're hitting all these different points in over eight verses of every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But the 20th verse really speaks to, I think, what you were talking about, and, and, and it speaks to a lot of where God's had me through the last few years, is the 20th verse, which is in the Gimel section, says, my soul breaketh longing for thy judgments at all times, which sounds kind of weird in the King James, no doubt. But the idea of judgments from God's perspective is God looks for the, when he's judging, he's looking for the good, right? So when, when you're going to him trying to get his perspective on a particular given situation, he can point out to you, here's the good, here's where the direction that you should be going. His judgment is going to have you go the good way, right, towards goodness. And so, like when Rodney gave his talk three boot camps ago, whatever, and he started talking about disappointment, and all of a sudden I realized that I was projecting that disappointment on my father's, that was just like what you said, Sam. It was something the enemy had handed me, but it wasn't what God saw. That wasn't the good in the situation. It was what he saw. So I'm owning something that is actually bad. And so my soul is literally breaking for the longing that it hath for God's judgment on this situation is not that God's disappointed in me any way, shape, or form, but he actually, he's very pleased with me. Then when you get that, the 80th verse says, let my heart be sound, which means actually perfect, so complete. Let my heart be sound in your commandments, in your statutes, actually, that I be not ashamed. And the more I've thought about a verse lately, the more I realize if I no longer think I'm a disappointment to God, but actually when I start to feel shame in any way, shape, or form, say, Father, how, how, where am I not turning to you to father me in this situation? Sort of like a check engine light going off saying, oh, I feel ashamed right this minute because I'm so behind on my yard work. Or I'm so behind on this. God, what's the next thing? that? And, and let him father me through it. And immediately the, the sh- he gives me my heart back and I can and I can get some shame. I know that's not the long-term restoration type of situation, but it, it when you put those two psalms, those two verses together, you kind of get the idea how if you have that word in your heart and you're and you're constantly chewing on it, right? He's helping you become your father's son, right? And be the me that I always wanted to be, as Jerry Maguire would say. You know, it's just those are really key points out of that that clip that i you know really um it was genius i think the holy spirit clearly directed whoever you know set up that intro to jerry Maguire. it's an amazing movie i um uh, tell you guys sometimes i tell you off air but i'm not gonna now we went to uh 
the chosen thing last night and the part that did move me was the names of god Mm -hmm. and the reason i was asking that is you know if there was a name of god that said god hears right you know back to some of my story you know and i won't go into a lot of it because i've done on a lot of shows but you know i was attacked there for so long you have nothing to say all that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and and the name samuel literally mean god hears you know listens god hears you and so if god had that name uh, stick with me for a moment i'm not a tattoo guy but my kids and my uh oldest son and youngest daughter uh both love them you know and they always ask me you know what are you going to get a tattoo of i said i don't know i don't know of anything i want permanently on my body i don't need your names i know your names you know i don't you know i don't need that stuff but that's the one thing i would actually consider putting on my body is god hears as a reminder to me, and if anyone would ever ask, you know, what's that mean? Well, it means God hears me, right? And I need to know that on an everyday basis. You know, when I feel like no one else is listening and I don't get my pickle or whatever that, that is, right? <laughs> whatever, the, whatever that might be or that type of thing. And if you haven't listened to the show, you don't know what that reference is, go back and listen. But anyway, that, that's, again, that's part of a restoration piece that I think God's taken me, and I don't know that I'll ever do it, but that's the one I think I would consider doing. Pickle. Not the pickle. <laughs> Put a big oh, dill pickle, pickle on my shoulder you know, or something. Yeah. Pickle tattoo. Yeah, big pickle tattoo. <laughs> that, <okay>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing about God here is like a you, pickle. You, it's, like. yeah, it's, my, it's my friend Dill. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Piper. Right around the Would corner. it be kosher? Oh, yeah. <laughs> kosher. That's yeah, right. It'd be. <laughs> Only if it's an official name. Right, then it'd be kosher. Andy or Danny, both have microphones, so one of you go. Andy. All right, I'll go quick. Uh, you know, that, you know the first show, t- the, the Jerry Maguire clip, really spoke to me and, you know, what it feels like to me. And I don't want to say that, you know, everything is always, you know, just great and wonderful, but I can tell you that, man, I, I used to be so up and down. I was so fickle, so... You know, Shane brought a lot of stuff in into my life, and and you know, I got getting validation from somebody else. Well, heck, you know, you're 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 dependent on the mood of somebody else of whether you are you know going all right. You know, if 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 life is good or not. Well, that's pretty, you know, up and down. You know, you're just not going to have any kind of stability. But when I, you know, you guys have heard me, and I'm going to continue to go back to it because it's what made an impact. God took me through so much stuff in healing and seeing wounds and pose and all that stuff. But when I really found God as Father and the restoration that he was able to do in my, who I saw him as, and again, I always thought like I had a good view of God. It was this orphan spirit that you mentioned, Sam, of of just not really feeling like he was there for me. My dad as I mentioned, kind of went out of my life as an adolescent, and that made a big impact. He wasn't there on one of the probably the most critical times a son could have. But anyway, I was just thinking, what does it feel like? And I feel like I walk today with such confidence and boldness and security, security that I didn't I didn't even know. I, it's something I always desired. I felt like Jerry Maguire when he said I wanted to become my father's son, and and you know I. I return to that place, that identity of what, who I am as a person. But just a just a tidbit, I went to get a Christmas tree this weekend, and I wanted to go to the. There was this road I lived on. There was a Christmas tree palm. I tried to go there several years, and always too late to get it. 
Well, where I normally would go get it, they were closed, and they always they never closed this early. So I got to finally go to the place I wanted to. Went up to this place, and it's I love scenery. I love beautiful views. It was the most beautiful view that I think there is in Boone area, at least not on the Blue Ridge, but close to it. Beautiful. I really enjoyed it. People were nice, Christians and all. So I was coming back down from that, and I saw this deer bounding up on the ridge. And it was like God was like, that's for you. <laughs> and then it was like that scripture that I used to hear, and I was like, I'll never get to that place. You know, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul pants after you. I was like, shame always got in the way of that feeling of really feeling like I was somebody that would have that passion for God. And, you know, I was like, you know, God, I, I really do. And, and he was like, I know. And it was just a, it was a, a great moment. And just solidified what God has done in my life in the past 10 years. That's awesome. I was going to make some comment about, you know, not taking the chainsaw and having to drag the tree out with your car <laughs> like, you know, the Griswolds. But I can't do that after that. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I did the new name talk in the last boot camp and have dug a lot into my name and and – thinking about restoration one of the things that has has come out of this is that one of the things god showed me in the previous boot camp was that i had sacrificed myself on the altar of acceptance and and he's begun to unfold that when i let him in the last little while and where that has led me at times is you know i grew up in a family and you know disclaimer I believe you should be a part of a church body. and But it was almost like the message I got was you got to be there every time the doors are open and God's keeping count. Mm -hmm. And what will people think if I'm not there? And that has wreaked havoc in my life. Nothing wrong with perfect attendance, but it has wreaked havoc because it was that altar of acceptance. It wasn't about being closer to God for me a lot of years. It was about check off the list and make sure you're seen. And that has caused great grief mm -hmm. and lots of different things. It almost cost me my marriage. And just simply because I was gone all the time. I had, quote, a ministry and doing those kind of things, and the wife should just understand. I don't ever recommend that. Um, <laughs> no. But what God is doing now as he's unpacking some of this stuff is that I'm finding some freedom in not being obligated, not owning the stuff that's not mine. And, you know, people say, hey, missed you last week, but it wasn't, hey, you weren't here. You know, your seat, no longer your seat anymore. And I think, but, you know, and my wife is beginning to engage again. And she's beginning to engage in this community, which is beautiful because she has put the church community at an arm length. But, you know, she truly, and I mentioned it before we went on the air, you know, she talks about how authentic you guys are. And I told her y'all was a bunch of posers, but she <laughs> didn't believe me. So, But, you know, that, that's the beauty of what it feels like mentally, physically, and spiritually is that as I learn to walk in another freedom, that being who I truly am, that I don't have to be a Robbie or a Sam or a Harold or 
or anybody else, I can learn to be me and who I truly am. And that is the biggest battle, I think. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Danny. Rodney, you got a microphone in front of you? Yeah, but after all of that, it's like what it, I can. Each one of you said something that I'm like, ah, that's a part of my story. That's a part of my. That's a part of my story. You want to set up a movie clip again? <laughs> hey, you know what? Do we have enough time? <laughs> that the best storm you got? <laughs> but it was. That's what I love about being in this band of brothers, in God's Word, and then I get other brothers. You know that you just you be a part of that, and you're just like you start to hear stuff from their story, and that's where you. That's when you get that freedom of I can hear somebody else's story, I can apply it to mine, and I can come out on the other side better, and then they, I can offer up my story. You know, I can have the courage to actually say, this is what's going on in my life. You know, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, and have people hear that and not be worried about, oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? What are the, you know, putting all my hope and fear in man rather than God? So for me, you know, it's really been about just the word contentment is the best word I've been able to come up with that says, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with myself. I, I make mistakes. I have problems. Things aren't rosy. But I'm okay with that. I'm going through my walk. I don't have to be like you just said. And other people's walks. I don't have to worry about what other people are saying, Danny. I can just, I can do my thing. And I can be content with where I'm at. It's not always happy. It's not always joy. It's not always these wonderful emotional things. But I'm good. I'm, I'm okay with myself. You know, being screwed up and being as, having all the other problems that I have, I can live with those. But it's, it's being able to, because, like you talked about it, you know, I've been thinking about we're doing this. I'm like, okay, the emotional stuff is easy, but the, like you said, physical, physical. I'm like, is there really anything physical? And I'm like, I have not been working out in a long time and just had a serious back spasm that basically crippled me here for a, <clears throat> a little while and I've gotten some absolute relief from that, which is oh, so thankful Robbie sent me to the good chiropractor there. But, you know, you, I just think through it, I'm like, just not having anxious moments, not having temper, not having anger, not just being upset about other things. I would have been just wanting to throw my hand through the wall because of all the shenanigans we've had in the last couple of years. I mean, it's been all kinds of stuff. What would, what would, what would normally just tick me off has been something like, yeah, it's really stupid, but what am I going to do about it? God's got control of this. Okay. All things work together for good. So I'm just going to roll with it and live in it and talk about it with my brothers and other people, but I'm not going to let it rule me. And that's where you have that control. Thank you. You actually, it was funny. Before you said the one word, uh, I was being prompted to say, I was going to ask you guys, if you could the restoration down to one word, you can only use one word, nothing more. What would be the one word you would use? Well, you just said contentment, right? So going around the room. I'm going to pass. You would, I'm thinking about it. I mean, prob- probably. That's more than one I, word. I, I, I really like contentment. Nope, um, nope, no, 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 no. You've got to pick your own word. 
We'll come back to you. Danny? Okay. I'm still thinking. Still thinking? All right. I see smoke. All right. Guys? Joy. Joy. Okay, that's a good word. No temper. That's, that, two, that's two, two words. No, you can't do it. Temperless. Temperless. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you make a compound word. We're good. Temptress. Temptress. That's, well, that's you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit two, but one of so I, freedom. Yeah. I mean, this is really what it's all talking about. You but I think it, in Thank that, you. yeah. Well, you had already said it, so with yeah. your. Yeah. Probably but probably just uh just a confidence. <laughs> so I guess it's freedom. <laughs> Whether I'm you could use freedom. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Andy. But yeah, there there is a confidence in who I am as a son, I guess. A bit confidence. Go with that. Thank you. That's a good one. Thank you. Good word. You see, Re- I can you can narrow it down to one. Dan. Redeemed. Redeemed. There you go. And that's a good one. Freedom. You know, I, I used and and that would be one. But I, I think a, a second, a close second for me, would be uh, hope. Right, that you know, there, there's hope on the horizon because this whole world doesn't really seem like it's very hopeful most of the time. Right, you know, uh, even when you don't watch the news and do all the things that I try to stay away from, it's still it's 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 hard to have hope right now. And so, you know, that restoration provides a freedom which gives me hope that you know things, regardless of what's going around in the world or going on in the world, that uh, it's going to be okay. Right. Um, I talked so long and we don't have time for your clip, Danny. I'm sorry. We'll have to get to it. You besmirched the Christmas Carol. You know, this I even set it up. Well. I know I set it up with Ebenezer Scrooge with the George C. Scott reference, and then we couldn't even get to it. I'm you're staring like, at you're staring me down. I feel I'm feeling like Rodney right now. I'm just saying this, yeah. remi- this reminds me of a I boot camp admit- not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, that was a much different stare. That, yeah, that was, was much different. Yeah. yeah, that ooh yeah, that was a much different. I'll stare. be submitting the same clip next week. <laughs> I know it works. Doesn't matter what the topic is, right? I will tell you that the setup next week will be really long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to start at the first show and end at the second show. And, and, you know, I give you a hard time, but we've all done that, right? I mean, we've all, you know, been around and and, uh, and set up a, a clip much more than we need to. But that would, There are no hard feelings. Yeah, there can't be in this group. All right, so hope, contentment, confidence, redeemed, joy, Harold's compound word of temper-free or whatever it was. <laughs> Temperless. Temperless. Kind of the Temper-pedic. same thing. Temperpedic. You know. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that one. Distemper. Uh, it's so, something. Distemper, that's it. I think it's distemper. Yeah, going with it. Not losing my <laughs> Not losing my temper. Uh, all right, and then we had freedom. We had hope, man. Just so many words. And, and what I'd ask you to do this week, a couple things. If you feel yourself posing, ask your why, and then say, what's the shame that's underneath it? Right? Or if you feel yourself in shame, say, God, why? And why are you bringing it up to my heart? Because I know you want to heal it and walk there with him. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.